0: Back in That's old it. U.S.
1: soil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Welcome back, sir.
0: You made it out alive. I did. And I would do it again.
1: You would do what again?
0: I would go there again. It's one of those places like um, like Nashville or Orlando or, I don't know, like Texas or like California. Like you, You're not going to be able to do the whole thing in one trip. Sure, yeah. So you could just – it's uh, – but I – do not feel bad at all about anything we didn't get that we didn't get to because we did so much. <coughs> the only thing I would have liked to have done was take faith dancing more because yeah. they, they ac- I heard they actually have some salsa places outside of town, but we we were, we were having so much fun in town that we just stayed in in Old Havana. Yeah, yeah. But it was a fucking blast, dude. That's just amazing. <coughs> <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, coalesce, cogitate, and cavort with us. Uh, this is Sherry Buzz episode one
1: hundred and sixty-five. Oh shit. You're right. Yeah, a nice little beer burp. Ah. Drinking some of this fantastic right. rum yeah. you brought back.
0: Yeah, so I just got back from uh, Cuba, uh, La Habana. We stayed in Old Havana, Havana Vieja, and uh, it was fucking fun as hell.
1: Dude, I'm so happy. It's funny we're out on the porch, and of course I'm smoking a cigarette, and like you're just telling me all about this Cuba trip, and I'm like so jealous. <laughs> 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 I'm captivated. You gotta tell us all about it.
0: I'm have to have to I have to slow down and, and uh, not talk too much because I can there's just so many stories man yeah. and so much to tell, uh, such an incredible, um, and if my voice sounds a little hoarse it's because I've smoked more cigars in a, in a short period of time that I've smoked and I've ever smoked, dude. Like how cigars, mean, how many did you smoke? I, I can't even tell you, dude. A couple of day at least. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh tobacco, like cigars, is to. Like old Havana or Cuba in general, like, uh, like, like bourbon is the natural. Like everybody's a drinker. Everybody has, everybody's a connoisseur. Everybody knows everything about it. (coughs) So, yeah. So rum and cigars, man. Rum and cigars, man. We were, uh, what was it? Going there, man, I tell you what, it is not hard to go. Anybody who's thinking about going, Mm -hmm. it's just a lot. Everything takes longer at the airports traveling. Like, you have to go through so many more paperwork and lines to be able to go to Cuba. Sure. Like there's yeah. like a, it's like, it's the same as you would do for a normal international flight, but it's just a, a lot more paperwork, a lot more checking. Everything just takes did a they, little uh, bit longer. Did they check checking
1: your book? Did they, like...
0: They didn't. Give you they the didn't. serious... They did <laughs> <laughs> But... And honestly, coming back was the only problem because then you have to... Ch- like, you're worried about, oh, sure, shit, I, what, yeah. like, what, what am I allowed to take? Because, like, Are I was telling packing you...
1: Are they a little Cuban person in here? Dude. <laughs> you guys like,
0: so... There's no—nobody tells you—like, there's no rules about anything. And, like, the U.S. has rules, but as far as, like, leaving Cuba and finding out what we can take back with us, um, we couldn't check the websites of anything because we had no internet. So the—we're asking people, hey, I, I, like, what can—and we're not just asking people on the street. We're, like, asking our guides and our travel agents and stuff like that. And finally, we got a—we were able to ask our—the uh, person from the company we used. In fact, I'm going to give him a plug, uh, In Cloud 9 it's a I-N-C-L-O-U-D, the number nine. These guys, dude, they they set up...
1: This is, this is a travel agency, This right? is
0: the travel sure. um, a- agency over in Havana. Yeah. Dude, they set up everything. They set up the tours that we wanted to do. Yeah. They adjusted it to what we wanted to do. We had a driver the whole time that was on fucking point and on call whenever we wanted. So and, what we were
1: talking earlier, is this a government this right here or is this like one of those under the radar? No,
0: this is actually a foreign owned company uh, that probably has to pay some duties to the government. Uh, It is possible to have foreign companies on like businesses there. Some of the hotels are foreignly owned stuff like that and uh, they get a lot of help from friendly countries like Russia and China and Japan I think uh, Spain. So I wonder if you're an American businessman, obviously you can't buy a business. I would not imagine they can do business there. Uh, our friend, we have, we ha- I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm saying anything wrong by saying this, but we, our friend Jason, who owns the Question Tequila Company, he can do business over there because his company is based out of Mexico. And mm-hmm. Mexico can do business with Cuba all they want. So, uh, in fact, when you buy a beer over there, they have two local beers uh, in Havana. Uh, they have more than that, but there's the two ones that you see everywhere. Are uh Crystal is their is their <laughs> um their light beer. Uh-oh. My cat is such an idiot. <laughs> I've never seen such a clumsy cat before. <laughs> she just loves uh So their their cristal is the light she beer. Sure and then they have a it's not a dark beer, it's like an amber beer and it's called bucanero fuerte. Oh, say that. And again? that is bucanero fuerte. Oh that sounds good. And it's uh it means the, uh, strong buccaneer like the pirate pirate yeah, strong yeah, fuerte yeah. means strong so like this is like their 5.4% so faith love that one yeah but um so this, those are the two beers that you can get locally there yeah that's cool but they will sell you beers from Mexico but not like the coronas and shit like not not the American Mexican beers sure. you can get like Presidente and soul oh, okay. and uh like some stuff that is just now getting popular here yeah yeah um
1: I love some soul, man
0: Yeah I love yeah.
1: Well. Uh, we'll good yeah. Mexican beer No,
0: right. I mean, you're not gonna go somewhere and find any Budweiser or Bud Light like sure. that. God oh,
1: damn it There she goes again
0: This cat's gonna be the death
1: me. <laughs> I love how professional we are This
0: cat is <laughs> She just leaped like a fucking gazelle across the goddamn And pulled oh, look, the fucking going
1: back for it, look, check it out
0: <laughs> I'm about to put her in the fucking bed I don't
1: know what's crack. Oh, man. What kind of cracky you put in her cat food, man? That's what happens when we're gone. Like she's for stalking.
0: When we're gone for four days and Jerry feeds her, she comes back crazy.
1: Well, you know, she had the brother in the house for four days. Yeah. Now she thinks she you knows. I tell you, uh, Jerry it's didn't know we came
0: back today or last night. Mm-hmm. And he came in the apartment at like 7 o'clock in the morning. We were both still asleep. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I heard the door opening. I'm like... The fuck? I <laughs> love <Hello>, Jay. <laughs>
1: it's great. Running out there in your boxers, like. I did. I was like, no, no,
0: it's cool, man. It's cool. We're home. <laughs>
1: My bad, man. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, dude. But yeah, it's just, it's just a lot harder to, to, uh, to get there and back. But, but nobody knows anything. So like, we go to the airport. Finally, at the airport, we're like, fuck it. We need to just turn our phone on because it costs an exorbitant amount of money to use your phone over there. So I turn it on and I called. I finally got a hold of our travel agent at. Everything up, then it's like she, it's, but there still was no, like, hey, you could take this and this. Uh, she was like, How many, how much do you have? And I told her, and she's like, Oh, you're fine. So, but there still was no, like, yeah. this is how many you can take. The only thing that we might have had a problem with was that we bought some. Okay, I gotta tell this story to get to the story I want to tell. So, uh, okay. out there, I was telling you about the farmland we went to. Sure, we went yeah. to, uh, hey, Google, turn this down by five percent. It's getting a little obnoxious. So, uh, um. We went to a town called Vanales which is where the town where they grow a lot of the tobacco in. Yeah. And there's like three or four towns around Cuba where they grow all the tobacco in Cuba. Because as far as I saw, every cigar in, ta- in in Cuba is Cuban tobacco, as opposed to like you know like when our buddy Darren from principle makes cigars, he sure. might pick like a filler from Nicaragua and a wrapper from Dominica. And and but yeah. I th- as far as I know, every cigar company in Hava- in Cuba uses Cuban tobacco. So, so
1: does that add to the I'm sure I'm sure cloudy. it does I mean, I don't know. Uh, I've never spoke the way to people, it was
0: so. explained to me was by our guide our guide which by the way in cloud nine provided a guide for every tour we wanted that was there it came to us at our room and, and went with us to the tour like it was it was perfect so our guide for that day your guy was with you all day our guide was also for that day he was yeah, yeah. Uh, that tour was a full day it was like two and a half hours away from Havana so we had this guide we met the guide out there he lived there he was a farmer And he was, like, also our guide and our translator for, like, the farmers. Most people there spoke enough broken English, and we spoke enough broken Spanish to be able to communicate, but the farmers out there in Vanales didn't speak any fucking English. And not only that, but their version of Spanish was, like, country Spanish. So, it was either... It was in... Like, it was imagine if somebody doesn't speak... Imagine if a non-English speaker came to the States, and the first place they went was, like, the Appalachians, and had to talk to somebody up there. Like, it would be hard for them to understand, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, <clears throat> man, we learned I'm all about. Yeah. No, so but but we learned all about like how they, you know, what how, when they harvest tobacco, how they plant it. Um, you know, they the the ones from the bottom to like almost the top are the best. They get the most sunlight, and then they use the ones, the little ones at top, to make cigarettes and things like that. Then they can chop the stock in half, and it'll grow again, um, some more like little ones that they can yeah. use for like pipe tobacco and cigarettes. But the ones that. The, the rolling cigars are just the big, wide, broad, fat leaves that you see at the bottom to the middle of the, of the yeah, star. Yeah. Um, and when you feel them, you can feel like uh, a little bit of sticky, slimy stuff on it. You know, like when you feel a, a leaf and it has got that? Yeah, and that's, yeah. the, uh, that's the nicotine. Yeah, dude.
1: And that's why you got to be careful when you're a tobacco farmer, right? You yeah. wear long sleeves. and.
0: So, can you imagine that, dude, getting that <coughs> stuff on you all day? Yeah, You'd probably p- die of a heart attack. Good. I I, that's probably why they, they, they wear like the long... Uh, I told you the traditional outfit of the farmer that we saw was like, you know, green button down, khaki pants, you know, rubber boots and the big wide brim hat. It looked, I mean, they all had like three or four sticky cigars in there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we go down, we meet this, we, we walk through all the farmland, we meet, we, we learn about um, production and all that. And this, this guy didn't just know about tobacco. Like every time we asked a question, he was extremely knowledgeable. All of these guides were extremely knowledgeable, but not like, it wasn't like they were reading from a script. It was very conversational. They walked around with us like they were just showing us around town, like like a buddy, you know. But yeah. it wasn't like, but they, but it wasn't half. It was comfortable, but not half-assed. Like they, they knew their shit. It was just very comfortable to walk around. It was very conversational. I wonder how often that that farmer gets a, the, a tour. I, be, I I believe it's it's either daily or weekly sure. because uh, when we were there, he told us that he was just there yesterday. Yeah. So they, this part of their, it's they, they have a deal. You know, everything there works on deals, man. Everything there is like under the table. Hey, you know, we bring so, so many people by a day or whatever. So this travel company is paying this farmer probably. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, this farmer um, walks us down to this, his drying house, which is like this. You know, any anybody in the, who's in Tennessee or Kentucky knows what it a, smells but, amazing yeah. in there. And this is just insane. And this is this is black leaf cigar tobacco. So it's like it's got an aroma that is just yeah, it's it's amazing.
1: Describe it. Good, it to him.
0: It's. Well, it's mixed with the wood. It's kind of Faith said it. It tastes. It smelled kind of like shit, like like manure, but it was, it was. Mo- it's a very like uh, depends on what earthy. stage you guys were at. Yeah.
1: Like maybe when it's fresh. I don't know. It's don't a know.
0: very earthy.
1: To me, it's. I, I think it's a delicious. Smell like
0: yeah, I love it too. It's very earthy and aromatic, like mm-hmm. coffee or or like. Yeah. Know. But, and it's you you could tell from smoking or from from sm- smelling cigars when you smoke them that you can you get you get that hint of <coughs> now I know exactly what that hint of tobacco taste what, sure. that's the actual yeah. leaf there
1: I mean you gotta think about it when you're smoking these cigars you're also smoking some of the dust that's built up in that dry house for whatever mm-hmm. you know or whenever or just whatever you're tasting the environment that it's cured Indeed. In, and know. every
0: every um, every farmer has like a, their own little technique or special thing they do to it mm-hmm. so we're in there, and we're in this dry house. There's, like, three different um, levels in there. Like the ones above our heads were, like, um, almost done. They were um, brown, you know, like like, the, like you see in the videos and whatever. Yeah. And then there's, like, some yellow ones and some green ones, and they were, like, they were in different what stages. Videos? Videos you? you ever see, like, a tobacco drying? Like, you ever watch, like, videos of, like, yeah. how they make cigarettes or something yeah. like that? Yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're in there, and we're in this little grow house or this little drying house, and the tobacco is hanging. It smells amazing. It's all, it's all around us. It's above our head. It's all on sides of us. And we're sitting there on these on these big these big logs, these big like these big uh, you know they, they they chop the leaves off, and then they bind them to these like long dowels, They're, like these long like spits, like you'd hang a you know, like you'd they hang from these long yeah, yeah. wooden shafts, yeah, and then true. they once they get filled up, they put them inside the drying house. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting on like the little bench they used to to work in there, and the. In the, the farmer's talking to us Telling us about his recipe And how he does it And all the stuff And how they rotate And how he grows them um, And So it's th-
1: like Does his recipe Does it involve Different varieties On the same farm Kind of a thing Or
0: No they only grow Black leaf tobacco just On this particular tiger. farm And, and that's only, the so most So their entire cigar Is yeah. made out of black yeah. leaf So that um, And then what happens Is Oh wait
1: what am I thinking That's just one farm Other farms. farms yep. do- Yeah okay yep. I got you So what happens is Terminal they will grow, term. they will
0: grow <laughs> their crop. They are allowed to keep 10% of what they grow. The government takes 90% of what they grow. Wow,
1: that's yeah. some taxes right there. The baby. government
0: takes 90% of everybody of every farm, and then what will happen is that will go, um, they will go to a sorting house where, um, he said, mostly women will sort out the different tobaccos from different farms by, you know. Um, uh, uh, like species or you know size quality yeah. and then from there the government will sell them to the individual cigar companies at probably an exorbitant price you know sure. so like when you buy like a Cohiba or like a H. Upman or th- th- there's 23 I think you said varieties of cigars in uh, in Cuba so uh, then the master uh um, you know the blender from any of those. Well, then take one, take one from Vanales, one from somewhere else, one, and they'll put them together and they'll make the make the blend.
1: Dude, that's
0: that's just insane. communist issues. nuts. Now they are not allowed to mess with the the tobacco that they grow and sell to the government. They are allowed to make their own variety of, or add their own little special touches to their own ten percent. So this guy has a recipe that he made that he. Uh, that he puts in there and it's like rum pineapple juice whatever cinnamon whatever his thing is that he sprinkles mm-hmm. on the crop when they're growing and kind of, that's kind of like his little little yeah, th- their yeah. special touch it's and so they are able to so, so he handles a couple he's like you want to try them now now these are not the most artfully blended cigars in the world they're cigars that the farmer smoke made from so the all three parts the filler the binder and the wrapper are all made from his tobacco that he grew yeah, yeah. and it's still pretty fucking delicious uh, but it's just a straightforward, you know, tobacco leaf cigar, yeah. and they're they're kind of long and skinny, and uh, so he he hands both me and Faith one, and she was yeah. a champ, dude. She smoked every day with me. Nice. And so we're sitting there, and he's smoking one. He was already smoking one. Yeah. And uh, so we're we're it's just the experience, man. Did we're you bust him off of him while you were there? I'm getting there. So we're the the sheer just aura behind the fact that we're sitting in in Vanales, Cuba, with. In this, this drying house, tobacco hanging all around us, bullshit, sitting here bullshitting with a farmer, smoking a cigar with a cigar farmer on the land that he grew the tobacco that we're smoking. And it's just, it was behind us, dude, there's this giant, like this giant mountainside with like wild trees growing, like a. You know, like Wild Palm she's growing within the it looks, it's like a tropical paradise island like looking thing and yeah. and Some gil- it's farmlands dude, island, dude farmlands greenery there's like red clay dirt it's like the colors in this town dude the greens are so much more vibrant uh, you kind of lose the smog of, of the city and it's just, everything is just, it's literally picturesque man more picturesque than I've seen of any of any countryside I've ever been through nice man and, so, and it's just the moment of you know sitting there and I'm like fuck dude here, I'm, I'm sitting here Smoking a a cigar that was grown on this fucking property. How fucking awesome is that? It's
1: amazing. It's nice to treat yourself to something like that, man. It's like those those good life-changing.
0: Yeah. Sort of. uh, Now I told that story to finish this story. Yeah. The we did in fact buy some cigars from him that were the ones that he makes and the ones that they smoke, and they put them in kind of a. There's the you ever look at like a uh, it's called a queen palm or a royal palm where they have there's the trunk and then when the trunk stops and then there's like this green shaft that looks kind of like a vase and then on yeah. top of that comes like comes the leaves okay, yeah, yeah. and they if you peel that off it's like a like a like a piece of flat wood yeah. and when that hardens up you can it's like it's like a piece of you know, a thin piece of wood they wrap, they make the cigars, like however many in a bunch, they wrap it in that wood mm-hmm. and he said you can hold them up for like three or four years in there without a humidor or anything. They'll just stay in there because like, they're like, they're so wet. They're not like, they're this t- the tobacco is like... So, and he actually rolled one there for us, it shows how he does it. Yeah, you and know, he just wrapped it up. He, he, the to- I'm not sure how old the tobacco was, but he, he took some filler. When he's rolling this what was his water, what was his moisture source? Was he licking it? <laughs> <laughs> no. He actually didn't use moisture for uh the only thing he did How does that work? Uh th- he he rolled it within the um he put he took his his filler. Uh-huh. He took his binder, which is what you put the f- you know the yeah, place you yeah, put the course, filler in. Yeah. He just rolled that up a little bit to where it would stay and then he took his outside leaf and just started wrapping it and wrapping it and wrapping it. And uh, I think on the binder he used on the like on the tip he used like a little dab of honey, local honey, yeah, yeah. and he glued it with that. And then on the other end he just twisted it, and uh, then he, he was like he wrapped it in a piece of newspaper to uh, keep it the shape of it so it wouldn't uh, you know expand. Yeah, and yeah. he said by the next day it'll be good to smoke. So they wow. do those and they sell. So we bought a pack, and we got. Uh, those, that, those were the only cigars that we were afraid of taking through customs because they don't have a purchased from the government label on them, you know. So I'm pretty sure I don't. I don't there's nothing wrong with saying this because I'm already home. But you're supposed to buy. You're supposed. I, th- I think they don't want you. Like the government, the Cuban government, I believe, wants to know that you paid their taxes on like their on their product. Yeah, exactly. That's what it says on their little label like that. So every box of cigars that you bring back has to have that Cuban, you know, that, that label on it. So uh, this particular one we bought straight from the farmer, and it didn't. So, uh, but our visa that we went over there for was a visa, What we went over there for to support the Cuban people. That was what our visa said. And I supported this farmer. You know what I feel like communist no. c- countries are? They're just giant mafias. Yeah, which is ex- which is extra <laughs> funny because the revolution happened because of the mafias. I mean,
1: I'm telling you, it, literally, communist countries are just giant mafias. They're like, look, we're gonna own this land. We're gonna buy. It. We're gonna fucking. We're gonna own all their shit. Tax the fuck out of them, but what we're gonna provide is protection and yada 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 bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, damn.
0: Fuck you. Give me my give me my money. Fuck you. Give me my money. Indeed. Well, that was a quote. Actually. Now that we're done With that story I'm gonna pour us A little bit of this Havana Club Seven years Seven años That I brought back Sorry I'm sitting here Hating on
1: Cuba The place you just uh, Came back from I'm sure it's no, amazing dude. I'm just saying like Communist government's Just Yeah Revolution man now, This is the Seven year right? Seven year
0: um, I tried like, all uh, kinds While I was over there Yeah I think I like this one The best of the Havana Club I tried a Special, I tried a, a Reserva, and we actually got a couple little bottles to keep in the hotel with us, man. We went through those. Um, we tried some wine while we were out there. That was pretty good. Um, on the first place we stayed in was right in, uh, in uh, Plaza de Angel, and it was a r- uh, an apartment that somebody was airbnb And, dude, this apartment was... Jesus, dude. Uh, this apartment was—it um, was beautiful, man. You could tell this. This must have been an apartment that the, the government had kind of set up to and help like build, re- rebuild. Because it was. Cause it you was, said it
1: had Wi-Fi, which is it, like, very it rare. It had Wi-Fi right? and it had yeah. like
0: it was really nice. And I'm thinking to myself like. I mean, the family that owned it lived right next door, and they were I super incredible. It was a hotel or more like an it, This was an Airbnb. Situation. It's okay. an apartment, yeah. and but it was super nice, and it was small, but it was nice. And dude, it had those. It had both rooms, the bedroom and the living room, had like toes, the had wooden. like the, the, the open French doors, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. with the balcony outside, dude. Oh. And we're overlooking we're overlooking this plaza with a cafe down there with chairs out there, mm-hmm. and like the there's like old like Spanish architecture, like with like those staircases there's a giant cathedral right in front of us and then off to the right side of us on the on the patio is the, the fucking Capitol building which is like a big dome like a big yeah. Casbah dome looking thing like with a, all the Capitol of it's the I think it was the Capitol building gotcha. I think now it's like an, a gallery or art okay. or something but it's a uh, man it was just what about that did you go get a Cuban coffee in the morning or whatever dude so much dude yeah a uh, couple of things that I realized are Okay, so you know how there's, like, Italians from Italy and Italians from New York? Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, Mexicans from Mexico and Mexicans from California? Sure. Well, the, Cubans peop- the Cuban people in Florida, there's a couple of traditions or a couple of things that were made in Florida. Uh, uh, Cuban sandwiches don't exist in Cuba. Yeah. And also... Were you, the, like, on the search for one? or The <laughs> cafe... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, what the fuck is a Cuban sandwich? Also, the idea of a Cuban coffee is... They just drink espresso. It's a, they have Cuban coffee, which is like a, a, a cu- that they grow there because they can sure. only they know there's no import, so they have to grow yeah, coffee there, yeah. and it is really strong. And they do put sugar in it, but the whole but it's not like it's not called a Cuban coffee. Mm-hmm. It's just you know it's you just you get an espresso, and they just happen to bring it to you. Like dude, every cafe, even the even like the upper class ones and the ones on the street, like the look like some like the, the household ones. Yeah. Um. They all just they're very traditional and they're very like posh almost like they bring you like your cup like your cafe, your, your your espresso always with comes a in, a, in a glass with a saucer yeah. it always comes with a like a bowl of sugar with a little thing in it they give you like a like it's all very like upscale for you know it's not like where it, it makes you realize here in the states we play like we like that exposed brick architecture we like the um, we like to go to honky tonks and dive bars where because it's like what well, it's like the novelty of it. We have so much money. We have a, the novelty is to get to act like we're, to, like, uh, act like a, we're poor. Right, but right. then when you go to these countries that are are uh, impo- you know impoverished, or at least to the at least impoverished might might be derogatory. But at least a place that where the government makes sure everybody cannot get to a certain level, sure. then you re- and they, they 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 act like they're you know they, they play up the fact that they have nice things when they do. You know they make sure that they follow the traditions of the old style and right, that they watch do out, Tony.
1: Like I bet I bet they're listening to you right now. They know you're. They know you're on the podcast. <laughs> they know you're on Sherry sure was. And well, you guys, got to ch- try to go back next year. They're not going to let you come in.
0: Man, I don't know. It was it was wonderful. I would go back again anytime. Uh, again, so many too many stories to tell. On but it was just uh, it was super beautiful. The second place we stayed in was um, more in the city, and it was a little bit the area was not as nice and it was more of like a hostel than a and b so they had el- the, all the common areas were really nice like mm-hmm. old old Spanish tile like rocking chairs like me and, me and Faith sat out and drank beers and, and rum and the, and uh, smoke cigars on the on the like out there like this old, this old Spanish like yeah. Spanish area it was, it was awesome the rooms were just like a
1: bed so smoking yeah, totally. was very okay there right so yeah. you could smoke in restaurants Your cigars or
0: uh, not in restaurants not in okay. indoor restaurants okay uh, outdoor cafes. cafes and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, pre- and every place had an outdoor area you know yeah. even in February it was like the middle of their winter it was still 80 degrees every day
1: it's amazing man And I was the food
0: Mm-hmm. dude uh what is cuban everything was I mean, obviously i mean geez. everything was a, was was amazing I've man i had cuban food
1: before but yeah. i don't know how authentic it was
0: yeah it's a uh, like i had i ate a lot of ropa vieja it's like they're uh like shredded beef or shredded lamb yeah. in a, like uh in a like tomato sauce with vegetables and then you get rice and beans of course yeah um a lot of the um the first place we went to it was a uh, it was like a, a, a street side, like a, like a cafe type place. And that was one of our favorite places. It was called Dona Yatimia. It was uh, like a, a, a privately owned place. Yeah. And they, they I think we, we both had lamb uh, and you know, uh, white rice and black beans and things like that. and It was, yeah. a, it was fucking amazing. That's <laughs> good. And then we went to a place on the second night that I was telling you about earlier where it was a, it's this giant building that you can't tell it's, it's anything fancy from the outside. But then there's this big marble staircase up the middle of it. But the rest of the building, the rest of the inside is like exposed, exposed like concrete and all this. It looks like it so looks.
1: It's a it's a marble staircase surrounded by all this rubble. Yeah. Or is it next In- door?
0: No, like there's like the, the outside of the building looks like rubble, or it looks yeah. like it's all falling down or like dilapidated. But then when you walk inside, there's this giant um, atrium area, and like where th- you could tell there used to be like a big, probably a big uh, open. Like, you know, atrium or something. Sure. And then, uh, like, lobby or something. And then in the middle of it, there's this marble staircase that goes up. And then when you get up there, it kind of gets a little – like, it starts getting a little bit fancier, a little bit fancier as you're going up. And you can look through the windows to the other parts of the building and see that they're still, like, kind of run down. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like a a war zone. It wasn't, like, run down. But it was just not kept up. Like, they they don't have enough money there to keep the buildings up.
1: So – at, this, at these restaurants, these, like, uh, you call them, I guess, the independents, they're yeah. under the radar, right? Are these, these are government restaurants? This one
0: was really a government right? restaurant. It had okay. to have been because it was, there was too much money in there to, sure. in restoration okay. to. That's,
1: That's interesting. So, what what was the clientele like? Was it mostly locals, I assume, or could you tell there was travelers? No, there travelers? was a
0: mix of <laughs> locals and tourists. We met French tourists. We met mm-hmm. um, British tourists. We met people from Spain, yeah. like, uh, a lot of Asians, a lot of Asians. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. This particular... Agents travel
1: so well, don't they?
0: Well, they travel a lot. I wouldn't say they're very nice travelers, though. They well, were,
1: d- when I say well, I mean they, they tend to do a lot they of They tend it. to
0: do a lot of traveling. Yeah. Um, but they are not afraid to jump in front of you when you're trying to take a picture just so they can take a picture.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That happened? Yeah. Wow. Like... You I'm guys were, like set up, set up, and everything. You're like yeah, crazy. dude.
0: I was like standing on the sidewalk to take a picture of um, Hemingway's boat when we were at t- on the Hemingway tour. Yeah. And this Asian lady like jumped like she. We, I was at the end of the sidewalk. Beyond me was like grass and like rocks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So she left the sidewalk, jumped on the rocks in front of me to take a picture of the same thing I was trying to take a picture of, like right in front. Like, and she was like hauling at like she was fast walking she was like almost tripped over one of the rocks she got like right in front of me Yeah. and I just I just waited there she took a picture then she ran off and uh, I just looked back at, at Faith and the tour guide and we were just like everybody started cracking up laughing because yeah, she was yeah. like she, she had like she had no there was like no even like a sorry afterwards like or anything she just like like so she was, I assume. So she was standing like right in front of you.
1: She was in your shot. Yeah,
0: she would totally been in my shot. Like yeah. she was, a li- she was a little bit shorter than me and down the hill, so I probably would have just got the top of her head and and her hands. Yeah, but yeah. she was literally like holding her camera in the shot of where my camera was facing. So. Uh, wow. Uh, and they say Americans are the rudest. right? Well, they Americans are pricks, but yeah, you know, who knows? We did. I think do some of the stereotypical American stero- like the stereotypes because um, everybody there knew exactly that we were from Estados Unidos we yeah. were like it. we didn't every time even the people that weren't dir- talking directly to us uh-huh. we would hear people talking about the states like, uh, like behind Around us and they, know, they yeah. must have been talking about us because yeah. and I there's little differences where I kind of can tell now and I can kind of see where we might come off rude when traveling to other people by basically things that don't, are not rude in our culture here. But okay, you know, like when you're at the store, mm-hmm. and or you at a uh, like at a restaurant, and like you get some good service, or like you leave, you're buying a pack of cigarettes or something, and yeah. you're like, all right, thanks, man, or thank you, I I appreciate that, and mm-hmm. you just kind of walk up. It's not that you know you say thank you in passing. We're very passive with our with our thank with our thank yous. We're there. It seems like. Um, like you thank the per like you, like you, you make like a point to like look the person in the eye, thank them for whatever they were doing for you, like spend a minute doing it, you know? Like an entire like, minute? Like, well, no, but I mean, yeah, yeah I just, I'm, you, I'm you, you know what I mean? Where <laughs> uh, I can see like where we just say thank you, like under our breath and leave yeah, might yeah. seem like, all right, thank hey, Sorry, man. Thank you. And, but, and also when you're speaking in a different language that you're not comfortable in, it's awkward. You're not, you're, you're. You d- the, the level of uncomfortability shows because it's like I, I, I can be in a situation where I'm talking to a stranger, but if we're both speaking English, it's it's I'm speaking a language that comes naturally to mm-hmm. me. Where you're speaking to somebody in Spanish, it might seem like I'm coming off rude because I'm 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 getting like right to the point, or maybe like I'm I'm being ab- abrupt, or because I don't know how to have conversation. All I know how to say is like the basic thing I'm trying to say. Yeah. So so what I'm what like you know, and then you you pretty much so every conversation i had uh, in spanish where i was able to communicate in spanish was kind of like a fucking ordeal because i they're speaking to me like quickly they want to get on with their fucking day and and i have to like think about what i'm saying and translate it which is probably not an accurate translation so it's like you i kind of got well it's good
1: you had faith around that
0: yeah yeah but you kind of i got into the to the habit of trying to, like, just get out of the situation as fast as possible. So my, like, so, which probably, I can see where it w- comes off as cold or rude to people who are in a very friendly um, uh, uh, culture. Because everything there was super fucking friendly, dude. Even the, like, the people on the streets, like, we're just nobody bothered us. Nobody messed with us. Um, it was, I felt completely safe the whole time I was there. Wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, everything in Old Havana closes at midnight. So, once there's nobody on the streets, you probably don't want to be on the streets, but Everybody's on the streets until it's closing time. Like that must be something laid o- um, left over from uh, the days of uh, when there used to be a there used to be a uh, a curfew mm-hmm. there, and every night they would like shoot the cannon off to say when you had to be home or whatnot. So uh, we heard it go off one night. There's it like they, it's, a, it's a tradition they do like to kind of like signify certain things. So huh. but so you don't have to. There's no curfew now, but I think all the businesses still kind of just it's left it's one of those leftover laws from back in the day they just they close at midnight everything closes at midnight so there's
1: no you know late night folks kicking it run run not, style
0: and not in the in the rooms in the rooms and the ho- and the airbnbs and on the patios yeah but i got the impression that you don't want to be on the street after midnight because it went from like it went from kids, like teenagers and kids playing in the street at like 10 o'clock at night. You know, everybody's out walking around. The bars were all open. Everybody's like, on the streets talking, having a good time. And then it literally it got to be like 11:45, and the town fucking cleared out like a ghost town. And so I, it like everybody just was back in the rooms and stuff.
1: So late at night, did you guys stay up like two or three?
0: Yeah, we stayed up late. Okay, so no, not you're looking out on your
1: balcony and you're like, Dude, there's literally no one yeah. in the streets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's just
1: no one. No one. No, you know, you didn't hear any footsteps.
0: No, only the stray cats with one eye. That's just nuts.
1: Actually, honestly, kind of sounds peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine, you know, no cars, no nothing. Great night's sleep. Ooh, turn on a little fan. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good stuff right there, baby.
0: The first place we stayed in was an actual apartment with like AC. Well, but we never used the AC because it was. Um, it was so nice out there dude mm-hmm. it was like 85 during the day and 60s at night so we just opened like where we were staying was on the balcony room so we obviously would lock our front door but we would like the balconies had like those french door things where you can either you can close the doors but open like the wooden flats yeah, yeah, yeah. so we just had the the slats open at night and it was perfect dude That's so and then the second place we stayed in was like just a room like a hotel room Yeah. so yeah. and but and the w- there was not a window per se but it was like a hole in the wall with, like, a little mini door that you kind of, like, <laughs> open up. Yeah, yeah. And then our front door, which we kept locked, and then just a giant fan that was... Like, and yeah. that fan actually made it cold in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's funny. The second room was a little bit... Um, it was more old-timey, like, more old-Spanishy. And it was actually in a building that was restored recently because they had pictures of what it used to look like on the walls like at breakfast time and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you can see the like the staircase that you had to walk up which is fucking beautiful. Everything there is just ornate and beautiful and marble yeah. and everything. Uh, the patio like the little sitting area I was just talking about. Uh, so they had pictures of what it looked like all run down and stuff and then now it looks looks pretty nice. Yeah. But the there was only like a little mini divider between the toilet and the rest of the room. So uh Every time Faith had to go to the bathroom, she made me leave. Like,
1: the She's entire like, like,
0: apartment? She's like, you <laughs> need to go to the patio for a while so I can so I can go to the bathroom. Also, you don't... <laughs> like, f- when you say a small... What are you talking about? There's no bathroom, per se? No. No. It's just like a... Uh, um, in the second place like the, uh-huh. the the place that was more like a yeah, hostel sure, yeah. still very nice place but there was it was set up just to be like a hostel like yeah, you, yeah. th- there was a, a giant bed so what's covering to the toilet mm-hmm. just a little tiny wall or something that's it's a uh, okay so you walk in the front you walk in the door uh-huh. uh, to your right there's like a big bed to your left there's like a little mirror and a table to sit at straight ahead it's like, it's like it steps up about a foot yeah and then b- so behind the bed there's like a little maybe three foot wall and then okay. it's and then it stops, so yeah. there's a space for you to walk through. Yeah. And then when you walk through there, there's the sink, the bathroom, the shower, the sink, the toilet, the shower, right back there. Yeah. yeah. So and then there's like a piece of glass that goes up a little bit, so you can still see, but it, it keeps the fog in it And yeah. Uh, yeah, I had no fucking bones about it. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna let her sit there and watch me shit. But I did, I was like, like, pissing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I'm like, oh, whatever. She's like, I'm not gonna. I don't want to know that. I don't know so you don't know if you're pissing. She didn't. She want. She didn't want nothing to do with nothing. Huh. Uh, and you don't flush your toilet paper there uh, yeah you toss it right yeah, yeah you toss it yeah which uh not as gross as you might think Doesn't like doesn't really stink or anything you just gotta change it every day yeah, yeah. uh also I, you're eating a lot healthier so it's not like you're shitting an american burger shit you know what i'm saying sure like it's not like you're just downing fucking craft beers and fucking greasy burgers <laughs> it's like you know you're drinking like you're taking everything there is farm to table. So, yeah, yeah, eating healthy, yeah, for sure. Even the drinks are like even the, you know, they're loaded um, mojitos and daiquiris are loaded with sugar, but it's straight up fucking cane sugar from the yeah. field. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not as gross as you may think. It wasn't wasn't too bad. That's great. Oh, that's great. All I right. can keep going, man. But what do you do What do you do this weekend?
1: I'm going to go smoke a cigarette yeah. and then I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> dude, this weekend. I gotta check it out, dude. Back. We're back.
0: Got the sexy cocktail music playing around here.
1: Um, we have these amazing cocktails. Speaking of cocktail, yeah, loud. it's
0: just the uh, the Cuban twist on the uh, the rum and coke. It's pretty much you gotta use real cane sugar coke with a couple of lime wedges squeezed and in that there. that corn syrup shit. Yeah. Even the sugar over there, man, for co- Like, me and Faith were joking. Like, we never drink sugar in our coffee, mm-hmm. but it was just so fresh and, you know, it was just, it was all, it wasn't none of that granulated, um, you know, like, just looks like a crystal powder. Waving. Neighbors waving by. Yeah. Still keeping it real here at the Brandsford House. Oh, we yeah. haven't, we haven't. Uh, but yeah, some Man, there's so much more stories I can tell. We I was in the middle of the one when we were, when we were uh, got on the mic, which I forgot which You're one. You're gonna ask down. me what I did this week. But I was gonna ask you this weekend. What was I going played
1: on. a show. Malibu Blackout Yes. Water, How'd that man. go, man? It was great, man. It was one of the best. It was one of the best Springwater shows I played. I really? hadn't played there in probably four or five years, it Nice. Like. And uh, was it was packed out. It was. It was. Well, you know. Yeah. For us. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It was a good <laughs> little show. <laughs> Uh, we had some good bands man this uh, band called uh porcelain hill from california they actually brought out like they're a road band they're all on the road and they brought out like 12 people it was great which is a lot for a local rock Mm -hmm. show i mean this is a country music town uh but yeah it was it was a fun show man
0: how you guys you guys killed it yeah sort of you
1: know i think i think you know i'd give us a good 85 but i'm critical Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah, it's always hard to <coughs> judge your own.
1: Definitely couldn't have been better. I mean, it was one of the tighter shows we've been in a
0: while. Nice. Well, I mean, you guys have been doing it for a while now. You, I mean, I'm sure you're just getting tighter and tighter every time.
1: Well, no, that's the thing though. We don't. We haven't practiced really like, having a cut. You know, two a weeks or even really. We've been some somewhat inconsistent uh, with the one a weeks just because you know we're trying to get ready to record and shit. So it's mm-hmm. like, <coughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I don't
0: know. Well, that's cool, man, that it went, okay. it went good for you. I'm sorry I had to miss that one. No. I would have okay. liked to have seen the one. I'm not show. sorry
1: that you missed it because you were in Cuba.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. It would have been you. nice if they didn't overlap. it's uh, Man, it's so hard it's okay. in this town to. So
1: check us out. You know our buddy Kyle, uh-huh. Chicago Creeper. I helped him move all of his heavy-ass bathroom shit that he's redoing his bathroom mm. Saturday evening okay. before I even played the show. Uh-oh. And guess who didn't show up at the show?
0: What a dick. What a dick! <laughs> I mean, he, he told me. He, he's like,
1: man, I got to meet up with these music people, yada, yada, yada. I was like, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> I was like, you knew my show was coming up. It's all good, though. That's what friends are for. You kill them with kindness, Tony. That's how you do it.
0: Kyle, I don't. He's simultaneously, like, such a good friend, but also, like, actively, like, in the real world, like if, if you were just judging him on paper, such a bad friend. Doesn't yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't no. do anything. Yeah, sort of. Doesn't yeah. do. He, does, <laughs> he doesn't show up to like anybody else's shit.
1: He's not a bad friend. He's just, you know.
0: He's Kyle. Even on my birthday, he like met. He like. Tr- he, he always tries to get you to do something else than, than what you initially set up to do. Yes. He's like. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got, you make plans to do something, and then he's like, on the way there, he's like, hey, how do you feel about doing this or doing this? And I'm like, no, that's not what we set up. But
1: you know what's funny? He makes those plans. How do you feel like doing this or that? And oftentimes, why is that? Because there's a girl at the yeah, end of the Yeah, because he way, wants probably. to go see a yeah, girl. Yeah, because there's a girl that's going to be there. Yeah, I know Kyle. I know his emo. Yeah, he'll definitely, he puts uh, the girl before the, uh. Yeah, he
0: puts hoes before bros. That's, we get Kyle. anybody hoes should here, get Kyle a t-shirt that says hoes yeah. before bros. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, voila! <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, man, that's a damn good rum and coke. And I love the cane sugar coke. I know I love the squeeze of lime in there, and that's some great, uh, some great Cuban rum in there. Havana Club, shout yeah, out! man,
0: we went to this little uh, restaurant for for lunch uh, the day we were out at in the in the, the farm, and. <clears throat> again a little privately owned place that probably was like somebody's shack or somebody's house that they you know eventually was built was it a shack or a house <laughs> well it looked like it was a shack that eventually got built up into a restaurant like yeah. like I was telling you off air before we started these there's like a subculture like everything there is run by the government but there's a subculture of like capitalism within the people where you like you can trade and sell things amongst each other and get to a certain level of course the government caps you at a certain mm-hmm. le- at, you know doesn't let you get that rich but And now it's become such a
1: essentially they they let you make a living,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. But with each other, like Mm -hmm. it's it's weird. It's like it's 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 the subculture of trading amongst each other has grown to be like their own like cottage industries, like like this own cottage culture, where it it's like these restaurants that are like locally owned. Like I keep on talking about the mom and pop or locally owned restaurants, and I'm probably painting them like they're just like. Somebody's house or something like that. But no, th- these are like real restaurants. These are like legit fucking places. But it's just that they're owned by the people and that probably live there or live close by or something like that. And they're not run, they're farm to table and not run by the government. Whereas the government owned places are the ones that are probably more, a little, that you would recognize more a little bit like, uh, that we would call Americanized or Westernized. That there's a little bit more money in there, a little bit, you know, a little bit fancier. But these places, man, we stopped the place uh and I could tell that uh, in Cloud, I, I, I could tell our travel agent. Shout out to Toby; he's the one that actually, the owner. He's that showed me. He, he's the one that I met at Steeplechase last year through Darren, and he got so me. Toby
1: at Steeplechase Chase last year is how you got hooked up with this trip in Havana. Yeah, small, small fucking world.
0: Yeah. So, I could tell that he or somebody on his team curated these things fucking perfectly, dude. Mm-hmm. Especially going with a with Faith, dude, because it was super romantic, super. Um, like I just uh, a great experience because yeah. the place we went to had lunch was at this little privately owned place that made us everything farm to table. The beans that we had in the black beans and rice were grown on the fucking farm we were sitting at. Wow. Oh, the shredded beef probably came from the fucking cows that we saw walking around. Uh, everything was uh, sliced pineapple. Uh, uh, everything from the from the like the fried plantains to the 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 coffee we had at the end because every meal ends with a fucking cafe no matter mm-hmm. where you go. And right you know there's there's this table we're on a patio it's covered right beyond the patio there's like a little dirt path and there's like um, the the local like village kids like you know hanging out playing or whatever there's a big lake and that kind of goes off into the distance and then on one side of the lake um, the lake kind of twists and turns like it's like very sinuous and essy and on one side is like this rolling farmland on the other side is this giant mountain with like a bunch of palm trees and and, uh, you know just mixed mixed floral side of it mm-hmm. and lining you know the farmland is like the red dirt the red clay that and then there's, there's behind that it was it was about four in the afternoon at this time so the sun was going down and there was some clouds in the sky and but it was like blue with the white clouds and i, I took a picture of it man i'll show you maybe i'll put one on the uh on the landing yeah. page for those episodes here, is it summertime about. there or is it it's 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 still wintertime there they're still oh, above the equator oh, okay. but it's it's like... It was 85 degrees every day. Yeah. That was a very stupid question. To me, <laughs> Dude. Uh, mm. It was like... We're sitting there literally... Like, I told you I had a moment in the farmhouse with a guy. This was another one of those moments where I'm like... I'm eating... Or Actually, the meal was over. I was having a beer and a coffee. Mm-hmm. And I look over and, I'm, and it's like the whole time we're eating. We're just, we have this perfect picturesque... It looks like a fucking Bob Ross painting. Just right there in front of us. And it's, it's almost hard to believe that you're there looking at yeah. it. It's... Uh, Especially growing up in Orlando, like the home of the home of the fake shit, where Mm -hmm. I did, like I second guess everything to see if it's real or not. Sure, yeah. But this (laughs) was like I'm like I I, I just couldn't believe like what a picturesque day that was, and that was only like the farmhouse day. I didn't even get into the Hemingway tour yet, which is like my fucking idol. So that was holy shit, dude. We got like we toured like we went out we went to his house. We like. They have his typewriter still there, yeah. like, and like in the room that he wrote in, there's like a little bed and the typewriter up there because he used to stand up to write. So his typewriter was on top of a bookshelf, yeah. and on the bed, lay- there's just Throwing there is laying his fucking hat, the hat that he wore, like all the the hat that he's wearing in the picture on my wall, is just sitting there, thrown on the is fucking bed. Is it the bed. original? Uh, yeah, everything there's an original except for the artwork. Um, the only thing that they, s- everything is exactly the way he left it, to the bottles of liquor. On the fucking table in the in the living room, like there's a bottle of rum and a bottle of whiskey on the table that is still fucking, like, where he left it. What about uh, those cats in there? Like, a cat. the, the cats aren't there anymore, but they're dispersed around the around the area, I guess. Gotcha. yeah. Um, but the funny thing about the artwork is he had like, he had like millions of dollars worth of artwork. Um, pro- probably nowadays, probably not mm-hmm. back then, but. Uh, Cause you gotta think he was friends with like Picasso and everybody like that sure. bef- before they were Picasso. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, all the artwork um, when he passed away, uh, he donated the house to the Cuban people. He just left it there. He's uh, and all the. But then his two ex-wives. There's four total, but two of them fighting I think it was the first one and the last one we're fighting over the artwork to see mm-hmm. like which one got whatever so the artwork was eventually taken and then donated to some other museum somewhere or something like that but yeah but they were replaced with replicas of the originals got so uh, but there is still one in the house that's an original and it's a ceramic bull that Picasso made for Hemingway oh, and it's I still heming I, yeah I think I've the seen plate this. Yes. yeah yes yeah, that yeah, one yeah. is still in the fucking house and it's a real Picasso mm. and it's ceramic so it won't like mold over and stuff so it's yeah, just yeah. sitting there. That's amazing. That and there was amazing. a there was there were artists who were uh, there was one particular art piece that I um I, I if I look it up I can remember it but the um the artist couldn't sell it to anybody and then Hemingway saw it and loved it so and took it bought it put it in his in his, uh, his kitchen mm-hmm. or the dining the dining dining hall dining area. And uh, then eventually that artist got famous or something, or got those. And then they, that piece of art became like a, a piece of memorabilia. Yeah. But he was given, he was chastised because he had it in his kitchen in or his dining room in Havana, which was super humid, and you know the windows and open doors were open, every, everything, everything is open air. Sure, yeah. So they were like, they were telling him, hey, you, you can't. This is this, this you know you, you got a fortune w- wilting away in your kitchen you can't keep it in this in this and he was like fuck you it's my painting i like it where it's at i'm gonna leave it where the fuck it is and, and he just he just fucking left it there dude and yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's still fine but you're like you know you're not supposed to keep art in like in a certain sure temperature yeah. or whatever
1: but well, what do you do what do you do with your art in cuba like is a- I
0: it just has to be temperature controlled yeah man yeah some AC action, man, or the what, what do people do before timber The government. Oh, I don't. I, that I don't know. Right? I don't I mean, know. That's is. why so much old art is so precious now. That's it, man. Yeah. Which actually is, by the way, is the second time I've seen a real Picasso. I saw a um, the lady with the watch in Havana or uh, not in, uh, in Miami when yeah. me and me and Kimmy went. Hmm. So uh, and me and Faith had full intention of going to one of the art, uh, art museums down there but uh we did we did a lot of culture stuff we went to the farm we went to the hemingway tour we stopped off in the hemingway fishing village where uh he would take his boat out and do all the you know where he docked it Mm. and there's like there's a little bar down there that was probably me and faith one of our favorite if not our favorite bar there and it wasn't even like one of the main things it was just it was off in this little fishing quaint little fishing village yeah had a big old school wooden bar with some big like p- like portraits of like fishing like memorabilia like these big yeah, game yeah. fish behind there, and it had some Hemingway memorabilia, but it was just there was a cool little old school like old timey band playing in the corner, and then that w- and the bar was like just real quaint and yeah. wooden like earth very tony, very like laid back, uh, almost like a like a honky tonk in, in here in Nashville you know just sure, very yeah. very kind of, and but then in the back there was like this giant dining area with these big low, like large bay windows and outside there was just the fucking bay dude it was just the water and everything and so it was amazing. it was fucking beautiful so we, we did a lot of culture things so the time when we, uh when we were back in havana it was usually like afternoon time and we were ready to start partying so we didn't do some of the museums and stuff that was in old havana yeah. which will definitely hit next time but uh because we just wanted at that point we just wanted to go out and get start drinking.
1: What's what's a what's a grand total on a trip like that if you do all the tours and stuff like that? I'm just curious. Like, three grand will get you there.
0: Hmm. I think. Uh, two of us. Mm-hmm. No airfare because airfare kind of, uh, ev- like airfare is like. Uh, we use, like, some points, and we, like, we use some, we, like, we... You know, airfare changes depending on when you book it, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's take air. Let's take getting there and back out of it. Uh, two... Um, two different... Or four days at a, a local Airbnb, mm-hmm. um, including breakfast. Uh, a, a personal driver for the whole time we're there, on call for, I think, 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that's for all four days Uh, accommodations to and from the airport when you're at the airport they have a representative representative at the airport to make sure that you get through we got through uh vip everything at the airport because we use this travel agent like every we were actually um because of our because our reason for travel was supporting the cuban people Mm -hmm. we were able to go we were like we went through like the diplomatic line so we uh we we got like and Faith actually felt kind of awkward about this, but I felt like a fucking big shot. Mm-hmm. We got we skipped all the fucking um, passport lines, we skipped all the fucking baggage lines, um, and while we were waiting for our passports to clear and everything, we sat in the VIP lounge, which was like free booze, free like free food. Like we just so we got all the custom treatment getting there. Wow. Um. We get there. We have the concierge takes us to meet our driver, which is the which is um. This is when you arrive. When you we arrive, which okay. is uh, Jesus. jesus nice coming. airport or just like yeah uh nice airport for you know like an old time it was everything there was old-timey everything there was like uh yeah. like it would have been but it was it wasn't run down it was just it was there was not a lot of like it was small and there wasn't like everything nothing was like electronic like you see in a modern airport here everything was like it, it was just, it was uh quaint but not like bad or anything not like not like old or rundown yeah, uh you, you there's no terminals like you just you land on the field and then they wheel the stairs up to the plane and you walk <laughs> down the stairs like, I love it. so it's pretty cool uh we found okay we get to the hotel the representative like the driver like takes us to the person who like has the like nobody ever left us alone like we were mm-hmm. we were like they weren't holding our hand but they were making sure that we knew everything that was going on all the time so i'm um, Curious, because, you know, I almost, like, I'm not saying they were watching you, or, but
1: which is a good thing that they were there with you the entire time. I wonder if you could go there and just, what it would be like to just go there and have no one watching yes. you. Like. Yeah.
0: We were only, and um, we kind of wanted it this way for this particular mm-hmm. trip, because we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Going back a second time, we probably would leave some of this stuff off, mm-hmm. but i'm just i'm just trying to put everything together to justify the price because I, I don't because sure, yeah, I it yeah. sounds with uh minus airfare the total sure, of the trip was like three yeah. grand yeah. three grand yeah. now that sounds like a lot for a trip to cuba but when i'm I'm trying to explain oh, everything that, that, that we sounds, had that about like right. everything yeah. that we had somebody with us all like uh every tour we took had an edit had, had a different individual tour guide that was a specialist in that area uh pretty like like i said uh personal driver on call all the time um everything was super accommodating whatever we wanted hey can we, hey, we, we want to stop here we want this if we want to stop and get some wine on the way home like wh- wh- whatever you want to do wherever you want to go the guy knew everywhere he was like knew where to go knew where to take us um, uh, three uh, uh, the Hemingway tour which is about half a day which stopped at like two different places we went to his house we went to the village went and saw the boat um, went back to Havana had lunch, went out to the beach, driver took us out to the beach, Mm -hmm. Uh, um, drop off and pick up all of our dinner reservations, which he already knew the times of and told us exactly when we needed to be ready to pick up and all that. So uh, you arranged through what's it called again? Uh, in Cloud Nine, Nine book so They arranged our, all of your meals. They booked all of our reservations for us wow, before, that's, ahead of time. That's amazing. So we had a dinner reservation every night, and one night we had a lunch reservation. One day that was all the restaurants were top notch. Um, there was two restaurants that were like kind of like luxury, fancy restaurants, which mm-hmm. still for which were still cheaper than anything you'd pay here. Mm-hmm. And then there were two there were two nights that were more of like a Locally owned places and bars. Mm -hmm. Uh, But all of our stuff was reserved ahead of time. And uh, then transport back to the airport. Um, Anything we needed in between, like they were on point, dude. They were just, they were on fucking point. Like, uh, we had a problem one night with one of our reservations not being right or something. And we had to wait a little bit. So, which actually worked out because we went up. We went to the rooftop bar and had a drink, when, which we probably wouldn't have done, and we would probably wouldn't have gotten that view mm-hmm. if we didn't go. But then they finally came and got us, and um, I'm pretty sure this was to make up for the mishap, or because I don't think we would have gotten this special treatment if it wasn't. But we got like our own private room in this restaurant. Like oh, wow. it was like we had to walk through and like the, di- the dining area, mm-hmm. but then they gave us like one table that was in like this little indented area, like mm-hmm. this little cove that was by ourselves. Uh, like, super romantic, private table. Big stained glass window behind where Faith was sitting. Um, on the first night, we got there. Uh, everything was... Like, our, our guide walked us right to the restaurant we had to be to. We got there. We had dinner. Cashed out. Um, and the the concierge brought over, like, some free rum for us that was, like, on the house. Like, everything was kind of... that? What's that... Oh, like...
1: It's that old-school sort of shake-of-the-hand business. You, kn- yeah. you know, like, that business has got it. Yeah. You know, it's almost like people go around selling shit. It's like, as a travel agency, you know, we'll promise we'll bring in this many, you know... It's crazy. It's a business. Right?
0: And they have to go... It's up great. But this wasn't a normal fucking travel agency, man. They didn't just set up our hotel room and a plane ticket. Like, these guys... Did, shit, dude. Dude, these guys did everything. And everything we wanted. Whatever we wanted to do, it was fucking top-notch. It wasn't like... Um, hey, I, I told him, hey, we want to go... Uh,
1: Let's go do heroin. Yeah, I we want to.
0: <laughs> but I, he, they asked us ahead of time, like, what are you guys most interested in doing? I was like, well, Faith wants to dance. I want to... I'm, I'm interested in Hemingway and cigars. Mm-hmm. So, uh they set up the Hemingway tour, and it, the person was not just... It wasn't like they threw... Everything. Whatever we said we wanted to do, they had somebody knowledgeable that knew about that thing. It wasn't like they just threw a tour together for us. Mm-hmm. Like, our Hemingway guide was a Hemingway fan, like I was. Mm-hmm. Our guide around the city knew everything at every stop we stopped at. But then not only... Like I said before, he wasn't reading from a script. Because if we asked something off the script... like mm-hmm. if, if we asked something weird that... You know, he knew all about that, too. Our guide through uh, the, 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 the cigar tour knew was actually a farmer in that town and knew everything about everything. So it yeah. was whatever... I'm not sure what kind of fucking connections this fucking agency has, but <laughs> I would fucking... I wish they were... If they, if I could book a travel through them everywhere, I fucking would.
1: That's amazing. Well, it sounds like you had a better weekend than that did. I was jealous, but I'm happy for you.
0: Well, I also uh, yeah, did not get to... There's something special about playing in front of your friends and playing in a place here in Nashville. And yeah, it's us. We, uh, we take for granted because...
1: Mm-hmm. I know I certainly do.
0: Yeah. Uh, there are lots of other places around the country or around pla- other places in the world where like everybody here gets to be a rock star if you want to. If you're good mm-hmm. enough if, and, you, and you have the will to go out and do it, you can do it. Where it's a... Uh, something that we definitely take for granted mm-hmm. you ever go to like to saw so you ever go to a town like to visit and you're looking for some live music yeah, <laughs> and it's not there you're just
1: like shit I'd love to see a band right now yeah I gotta tell you I, I think that all the time if I'm being honest with you there's nothing like it man sometimes I forget how much fun playing drums is. You
0: what's know, that
1: have we thanked our sponsor Mayday? By Jason? No, we have not. We've been <laughs> we so should fucking, probably do that. We've been so, <laughs> we've been so we had What's so, up,
0: Mayday? I haven't stopped thinking about Cuba yet. I still haven't <laughs> been I haven't been back to work since I got back, so I'm still in vacation mode. But uh yeah, thank you to Mayday Brewery for sponsoring our show tonight. Thank you to Ozzy when you're hearing this. Uh mm-hmm.
1: I don't think he made it that far. It's like
0: No. <laughs> it's
1: like all right, I'm jealous.
0: When you hear yeah, this it show, uh, it'll already be past because it's in two days. But um, I, I think me and Faith are going out because we didn't plan anything for for Valentine's Day because mm-hmm. we knew we were going to be just getting back from Cuba. Yeah. So I think we're gonna, I think we're going to go out to the brewery to uh, Thursday night and just nice. do the Valentine's Day out there. there you go. Um, we're so at right, Preds game, g-
1: man. I'm excited. Are you? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Bought tickets for me and the Gabs to go to the Preds. Nice. Should be fun.
0: But, of course, you could check all the events that, um, that Mayday has at maydaybrewery.com, 521 Old Salem Road if you're out in the borough. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't even – I've been out of the loop for four days. I don't even know what they got going on beer-wise, but I know they always have rotating taps in, in addition to their six um, traditionals, which I think they have five or six traditionals, and they have 24 on tap all the time. So go out there and check out. They're always doing new stuff. I think he was telling us last time that he's doing another round of those um, – New England IPAs, which mm-hmm. is like the hazy stuff. Yeah. that I that's, like that's those.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: Of course, they still got the soul and cans. I need to go out there and get me some more of that. I think like we need to do the next Sherry Bus beer should
1: be sort of Cuban-inspired, yeah. island-inspired I beer. think,
0: you know, they did that lime beer last year. I think we should do like a Sherry Bus summer beer. That would mm-hmm. be kind of fun. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: They did the Mango Shandy, which they actually kept on draft all year. People, people must like that. I've had it before, I like it, but I'm not a fan of shandies in general. Yeah, yeah. I don't like all the, the juice in my beer. I like I like them, but after like two or three, you're like, alright. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: almost like that with any craft beer, though. Like, if it's, they're all delicious, but after two or three of any of them, you're kind of ready to switch, right? But that's why it's great to go to a place like Mayday, who has 24 beers on tap. Yep. Get yeah, a different one every time. I'm, right. not, I'm not a big fan of drinking the same beer twice in a row, actually. I want to switch it up. Really?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah it depends depends on what kind of mood i may a lot of times I like I like to stick with one beer a night. Sometimes I'll switch them up, you know, it depends on the mood. Sometimes I'll mix beer and liquor, or rum, or
0: I <laughs> also want to say, when you're hearing this, uh, happy birthday to my dad. Mm-hmm. Birthday, it was, uh, his birthday is today when we're recording this, so he will be, uh, my mom and him will be here in a few weeks to hang out with us. Oh, that's going to be fun. So that'll be fun, show him around for the weekend. They haven't been to Nashville in about five years. Oh, my so God. My dad would be like, what happened to this? Yeah. It's huge. My dad came here to celebrate his 70th birthday with me, and now he's coming back to celebrate his 75th. That's exciting. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited to hang out with the parents. Yep. They probably would not like Cuba. They would love the culture, and they would love the people, and they would love the food and the drinks and the atmosphere, but they would not like staying in a... They're a little bit bougie. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want to stay... They wouldn't like staying in a place that wasn't a hotel yeah 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 uh, see that's
1: maybe that's a generational thing that airbnb <laughs> stuff's not for everybody yeah
0: either. but now it's like it's it's morphed into it's not like you're staying in someone's house now there's apartments set up just for that yeah it's like how uber used to be like you're getting in like uber used to be like a social community type thing and like now it's like just a, a Look, a taxi service. It's like Netflix, man. It's like there's all these
1: independent people popping up and doing their own thing. It's like eventually it just becomes one big conglomerate. If you think about it, Airbnb's making money. They just, you yeah. know what I, mean? like, I don't
0: know. Does Netflix still have a service where you can get DVDs in the mail? I don't know. <laughs> they should.
1: Because, I mean, back in the day, their shit used to be where. You could order any movie. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't have it on the online stuff, you can still get it on yeah, DVD. Yeah, yeah, It was... Yeah. Was so. this, it's really... DVD, copy it.
0: Man, it's really hard now to find movies that are out of out of date. Nobody mm-hmm. keeps old movies around.
1: Man, I've been wanting to see that movie with... Um, oh, what's that dude from The Office, and he's married to the lady, Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they made that movie where it's like they can't make any noises or Like...
0: Hmm. Kind of, anyways,
1: I've been trying to find that thing. I don't know where to find it. I don't know who has it.
0: Hulu or. I was. state uh, has been watching this show on Netflix. It's either a show or a movie. Or, but I know she's watched it a couple of different times. I think it's a show. But it's. Um, it's got the. It's got two of the people in it from. Um, from Orange is the New Black. It's, an, it's a Netflix show, but it's kind of like a takeoff Groundhog Day. Where every day is like the same... Oh,
1: yeah, I saw the movie for that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly what you're talking about.
0: I've watched a couple episodes of it, and it looks pretty good with... Uh, I think it's actually... I think it might be a movie that she just hasn't finished all in one sitting. but. All I know is April 19th, Game of Thrones. <laughs> season 8, the
1: final season. Right. I don't know what I'm going to do because, look, I'm not a big TV guy myself, like... I don't watch a lot of shows because I'm a, I have a fear of commitment, you know? And so...
0: i hope Gabby's listening to this episode.
1: Well, I mean, when it comes to shows, you know, they they give me they stress me out. Sometimes I'll get, like, two or three shows into a show, and it'll freak me out, and I'll just go away, even if I like it, just because, like... It's I'm too a, much. It's too much, and I'm afraid because I know I'm gonna binge-watch that shit, you know, and I yeah. know that I'm gonna spend the next two weeks, like... I don't know, man. Just saying. Well... I'm a movie guy. I love you
0: guys. That might not have been the most uh, exciting episode, just listening to me and Chris talk about our fucking weekends, but we are hopefully stocking up on some guests coming up soon. We got soon.
1: some. I got a couple bands in the work.
0: Yep. We have a... Uh, yeah, I got a couple of people that reached out to me while I was gone. When I got back from Cuba and I my phone finally got into um, the internet again. I all of a sudden I, got, I I landed I had like 30 Facebook notifications right uh, like, like 60 emails
1: yeah you felt like a champ for a second it's like I oh my god, god I'm
0: yeah until I'm until Faith showed me home for her and she had like way more than me and I was like right. <laughs> she, you know, she got her band page and everything so I'm like oh fuck yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> she's got like 120 Facebook posts or yeah that's funny
0: alright man we're gonna go smoke a Cuban guys we'll s- thanks Mayday thanks everybody for listening we will yeah, see you guys happy birthday this. dad we'll see you next week
1: Love you, Dad.